0: Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Yes, gang, it's me. In the middle of a succession of guest hosts, I actually get to do my own show. I am DC Lundberg, back with you on Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any program here on the Locked On Network. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg, L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G if you are in Indeed, scoring at home. Another classic World Series to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen, and today, 1979 Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Pittsburgh, led by Hall of Famer Willie Stargell, had one of the best offenses in the National League, ranking second in batting average, fifth in on base, first in slugging, and they scored the most runs. Bill Madlock led the pack with a 328 batting average. Dave Parker also hit over three hundred. Dave Parker, in my estimation, should be in the Hall of Fame, ladies and gentlemen. And they also had a pretty good pitching staff. They had the number three ERA in the National League, led by future Hall of Famer Burt Blylevin. They also had Bruce Keeson, who had a very good season, and anchoring the back end of that bullpen, Kent Tekulve, who appeared in 94 games, finishing 67 of them. On the flip side, Baltimore just had kind of a moderately effective offense. The 11th ranked batting average in the American League, they scored the 8th most runs, but their pitching staff is what carried them. The number one earned run average in the American League, they pitched 10 shutouts this year. Mike Flanagan alone pitched 5 shutouts. Dennis Martinez, who pitched well into his forties, this was his age 25 season, had three shutouts. The other two were pitched by Scott McGregor. This was an excellent starting rotation. Dennis Martinez, Mike Flanagan, Steve Stone, Scott McGregor, and Jim Palmer, the veteran of the group, at age 33. The highest ERA among these men was Steve Stone's 377, and that was the highest ERA on the entire pitching staff they had an excellent bullpen as well anchored at the end by don stanhouse tippy martinez also had an excellent season for the birds this pitching staff led them to a three games to one victory in the american league championship series over the california angels while pittsburgh swept aside the cincinnati reds the last remnants of the big red machine in three games First game of this World Series took place on October 10th in Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. Starting pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles, Mike Flanagan, while Pittsburgh countered with Bruce Keeson, who did not have a good start. Pittsburgh did not score in the top of the first inning. Baltimore, on the other hand, got busy early. Al Bumbrey led off with a single. Mark Belanger then walked. Ken Singleton grounded out, sending Bumbrey to third and Belanger to second. Future Hall of Famer Eddie Murray would walk to load the bases, bringing up John Lowenstein. He hit a ground ball to the second baseman who threw the ball away. Bumbry and Belanger would both score on the play. Lowenstein gets zero RBI out of it even though two runs scored on the play. Murray goes all the way to third base and it's a 2-0 lead. Bruce Keeson unleashes a wild pitch during the next at-bat to score Murray, which is an unearned run. Lowenstein goes to second base. Doug DeSensei, who was at-bat during that wild pitch, belted a home run over the left field wall, scoring Lowenstein Stein ahead of him so even if he doesn't unleash the wild pitch Doug Desensei would have had a three-run home run rather than a two-run home run five nothing Baltimore at this point Billy Smith singles and Bruce Keeson's awful day is done after only facing seven hitters and retiring one of them New pitcher was Jim Rooker, who would get Rick Dempsey to line out and Mike Flanagan to ground out. Remember, this was, in the, this was in the days when they would either have no designated hitter in the World Series or designated hitter during the entire World Series. So even though this is an American League stadium, Mike Flanagan, the pitcher, is in the starting lineup. Speaking of Mike Flanagan, he would deal. He'd shut down the Pirates 1-2-3 in the second inning. He would shut down the Pirates 1-2-3 in the third inning. In the fourth inning, the Pirates would finally get on the board. Tim Foley would lead off with a single, followed by a Dave Parker single. After a Bill Robinson ground out, Willie Stargell hit into a ground out himself. However, Tim Foley scored on the play. He does get an RBI, and it's a 5-1 to Baltimore lead now at this point. Pittsburgh would get back on the board in the sixth inning, a two-run single by Phil Garner, who would go on to manage the Milwaukee Brewers, with Mike Flanagan still on the mound in the eighth inning Willie Stargell would lead off the eighth with a home run to bring the Pirates to within one run it would not be enough though as that five to four final would be the final score boy that was terrible Mike Flanagan complete game 11 hits four runs only two of them were earned one walk and seven strikeouts In Game 2, Pittsburgh would get the scoring underway first in the top of the second inning. An RBI single from Bill Madlock and a sacrifice fly by Ed Ott, who interestingly enough has the shortest name in major league history, E.D. OTT. The very next half frame, Eddie Murray would lead off with a home run to bring the Orioles back to within one run. 2 to 1 was a score after 2 innings, and both pitchers would trade zeros until the 6th inning. Eddie Murray at the dish once again with Ken Singleton on first base. Murray hits a line drive double in the left center field gap, scoring Singleton from first base. Doug Desensei grounds out, and John Lowenstein lines into a double play to end the inning, but the game is tied at two runs apiece. In the top of the ninth inning, the Pittsburgh would take the lead on a single by Manny Sanguien to score Ed Ott. 3-2 to two was the score, and the lanky Kent Tekulve coming out of the bullpen to try to shut the birds down. He fans Rick Dempsey to lead off the bottom of the ninth. Kiko Garcia strikes out looking. And then Al Bumbrey grounds out to shortstop. To Colby, 1-2-3 inning in the ninth to preserve the 3-2 to two win for the Pittsburgh Pirates to tie the series up at one game apiece, moving to Three Rivers Stadium. In this Game 3, Scott McGregor would start for the Orioles, opposed by John Candelaria. Pittsburgh would get on the board first, a sacrifice fly by Dave Parker, scoring Omar Moreno. And they would tack two more runs on. In the second inning, Phil Garner hit a two-run double, which he tried to stretch out into a triple, but he was caught in a rundown between second and third base and was uh, out. The play went 8-6-5-3. Baltimore would get two back in the top of the third inning. A two-run home run from Benny Ayala. No relation to Bobby. And then the Baltimore Orioles would get serious once again in the fourth inning. John Candelaria still on the mound. After a double, a single, and the pitcher reaching on an error by the shortstop, Kiko Garcia comes up with the bases loaded and hits a triple to clear the bases, scoring Rich Dower, Rick Dempsey, and Scott McGregor. McGregor's run is unearned because of that error. Candelaria is finished, and in from the bullpen comes former Mariner Enrique Romo. He immediately hits Al Bumbrey with the pitch. Runners on the corners now for Ken Singleton, who drives in Kiko Garcia on a single. Eddie Murray flies out, and then Doug DeSensei grounds out, but the play scores Al Bumbrey. Gary Renike would fan to end the inning, but five runs in for Baltimore and a 7-3 to three lead. Very next half inning, Scott McGregor set the Pirates down 1-2-3, needing only five pitches to do so. Romo and McGregor would trade zeros for a few innings until Pittsburgh got back on the board of the bottom of the sixth inning. An RBI single by Bill Madlock scoring Willie Stargell. Very next half frame, top of the seventh, Kiko Garcia would drive in Rick Dempsey on an RBI single. Eight to four. Now the score at this point, and each half inning from here on out would be one two three. Scott McGregor three more one two three innings, and Kent Tekulve coming in from the bullpen to stop the bleeding, as it were. Pitched two one two three innings of his own. Eight to four the final in this one. McGregor a complete game. Nine innings, nine hits, four runs. They were all earned. He did not walk a soul, and he struck out six. Baltimore has a two-games-to-one lead going into Game 4, which took place on October 13th, still in Pittsburgh, still in Three Rivers Stadium. Dennis Martinez starts for the Orioles, opposed by Jim Bibby for the Pirates. Both pitchers would set down the opposition 1-2-3 in their own halves of the first inning and Bibby would not allow the Orioles to score in the second. Bottom of the second for Dennis Martinez, a different story. Willie Stargell leads off with a home run. John Milner hits a single, and then Bill Madlock hits an RBI double, sending Milner to third base. Runners at second and third for Ed Ott, who hits a ground rule double of his own to score both Milner and Madlock. With Ott on at second base, Phil Garner hits a single up the middle. Ott tries to score on the play, but he gets caught in a run down play goes eight three two five he's out between third base and home plate Earl Weaver had seen enough of Dennis Martinez after that close call he was replaced by Sammy Stewart who induced pitcher Jim Bibby to line out but then he allowed an RBI single to Omar Moreno to score Phil Garner Moreno was then picked off first base Pittsburgh does score four runs in the second inning and Baltimore tries to come back in the third with runners on first and second Kiko Garcia hit a double in the left center field gap to score Dave Skaggs and Al Bumbrey Garcia was then driven in on a Ken Singleton double the very next at bat those three runs would be the entirety of the Baltimore scoring that inning but they did get back in the ballgame so to speak they're only down one run at this point a 4-3 Pittsburgh lead that Pittsburgh lead would be extended in the fifth inning John Milner driving in Tim Foley on a double. And they would extend it even further in the fifth inning. An RBI double by Dave Parker to score Foley. After a scoreless top and bottom of the 7th inning, top of the 8th was a nightmare for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Don Robinson is the new pitcher. He allows two singles and a walk, also a ground out. He is then replaced by Kent Ticolvay after loading the bases, and he faces John Lowenstein, who hits a two-run double to score Garcia and Murray, sending Doug Desense to third base. Billy Smith then pinch hits for Rich Dower, and he's intentionally walked to reload the bases. Terry Crowley then pinch hits for Dave Skaggs and he hits a double of his own to score to Sensei and Lowenstein, sending Smith to third base. Tim Stoddard then hits a single to score Smith and send Crowley to third base. Rick Dempsey then pinch runs for Terry Crowley. Next batter is Al Bumbrey, still facing Kent Ticolvi. He hits into a force out and Dempsey scores on the play. Kiko Garcia then comes up, who had led off the inning, and he fans. Six runs in for the Bulls. Baltimore Orioles this inning, and they now have a 9-6 to lead, and that 9-6 to lead would hold through the remainder of the ballgame, and they would win the game despite a good start from the opposition and a poor start from their starting pitcher. Kent Tekulve is tagged with a loss and a blown save, while Tim Stoddard got the win in relief for Baltimore. Baltimore now has a three games to one lead. One more win and they're the 1979 World Champions. We will talk about the remaining games in a bit, but first, this word from Built Bar. If you're a long-time listener to this program, you've heard me talk about Built Bar for months. Well, unless you've been skipping the commercials, which I do not appreciate. They're great-tasting protein bars. No gritty texture, no funny aftertaste. They're low in sugar, carbohydrates, and calories, and taste as close to a candy bar as a protein Bar can get. They've got 18 great flavors plus limited edition flavors. Right now, it's maple pecan, which is delicious. Go to builtbar.com to order these great bars, in addition to built boost drink powder and built go energy shots. While the drink powder is great, I would not recommend trying to mix it with Dr. Pepper like I did this afternoon. The effect was akin to what happens when you mix vinegar and baking soda. It was a mess. However, mixing it with plain iced tea produces a great flavored iced tea. BuiltBar.com is the place to go. To, and if you use promo code GETITON, bang a gong, get it on, nothing happens. So just use promo code On instead to get 20% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. If you have a question or comment, please submit it to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. I will read it on the air and reply to it. Questions or comments on any subject are welcome and encouraged. But remember, it's a family show, so keep it clean and appropriate. Locked on Mariners talking about the 1979 World Series will continue right after this. Welcome back to Locked on Mariners. Once again, your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much. That was our announcer, Joey Martin, also known as J.M., leading us back to the second half of Locked on Mariners, talking today about the 1979 World Series between the Baltimore Orioles and Pittsburgh Pirates. We left off after Game 4. Baltimore now has a 3-games-to-1 series lead. They're in Three River Stadium in Pittsburgh for this Game 5, which took place on October 14th. And this was, for the first few innings at least, a terrific pitcher's duel. Neither team would score until the top of the fifth inning. Rich Dower wound up hitting into a double play to score Gary Renicky, the first run of the game, scored on a double play. No RBI for Rich Dower, as when you drive in a run on a double play, it's not counted as an RBI. Starting pitcher Jim Rooker shut down the Orioles the remainder of the inning, so he just gives up that one. It's still a very manageable one to nothing deficit for the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates would get on the board in the bottom of the sixth inning against Orioles starter Mike Flanagan. Tim Foley would lead off with a walk, and he would be followed by a Dave Parker- Single. Bill Robinson would sacrifice both runners along to bring up Willie Stargell, who would hit a sacrifice fly to score Foley and tie the ballgame. Parker advances to third base. That brought up Bill Madlock, who hit a single up the middle to score Parker and give his team a 2-1 lead. Pittsburgh would extend that lead in the seventh inning. Tom Foley would hit an RBI triple to score Omar Moreno, and he would immediately be driven in by Dave Parker on a double. 4-1 is the Pittsburgh lead at this time. They would tack on three more in the eighth on an RBI single by Phil Garner and a two-run single from Tim Foley. 7-1 to one, the score at that point and 7-1 to one would be the final. Jim Rooker winds up going five innings for the Pirates. He gives up only three hits and a run. He does walk two, however. Mike Flanagan started pretty well, kind of fell apart at the end. Six innings, six hits, two runs. They were both thrown to walk in six strikeouts. Tim Stoddard followed and he did not do very well two-thirds of an inning, two hits, two runs they were both earned. Tippi Martinez also gave up one earned run in his third of an inning of work De- uh, Don Stanhouse, pardon me two runs in his one inning of work every pitcher for the Orioles this game gave up at least one run Pittsburgh gets back into the series but they've still got a three games to two deficit to worry about going back to Baltimore game six would take place on October 16th and this would be a pretty good pitchers duel as well In fact, neither team would score until the 7th inning. Both starting pitchers still in at that point. Jim Palmer on the bump for the Orioles. Trying to get anything started, Pittsburgh would actually pinch hit for their pitcher leading off the inning, but he would strike out. Singles by Omar Moreno and Tim Foley would follow, and then Moreno would be driven in by Dave Parker on a single of his own, with Foley going to third base. Willie Stargell hits a sacrifice fly to score Foley and send Parker to second base. 2-1 to one was the lead in the seventh inning at this point, and that looked like it was going to be enough considering how John Candelaria had pitched and the fact that they were bringing in Kent Tekulve from the bullpen, one of the more reliable relievers of his day. And I cannot believe that I said reliable reliever in one take. Jim Palmer was still on the mound for the Orioles in the eighth inning and he'd give up two more runs that inning on a sacrifice fly by Bill Robinson and an RBI single from Omar Moreno. Kent Tekulve would give up zilch and he would pitch the final three innings and he and Candelaria would shut out the Orioles a four to nothing final in this ballgame. Jim Palmer, despite pitching eight innings... You know, could have probably been a better start. Ten hits, four runs; they were both earned. Five strikeouts and three walks. Pittsburgh did not issue one based on balls in this ball game. Again, four to nothing, the final score in Game Six, bringing up a decisive Game Seven. Memorial Stadium, the venue once again, on Wednesday, October seventeenth, nineteen seventy-nine. Pitching for the Baltimore Orioles, Scott McGregor, and he would be opposed by Jim Bibby. In the bottom of the third inning, Rich Dower would get the scoring underway for Baltimore, hitting a home run off of Bibby to lead off the inning. No, neither team would score again until the sixth, and it would be the Pirates getting on the board in this one, Willie Stargell hitting a two-run home run to score Bill Robinson. Pirates take the lead at this point, two to 2-1. Grant Jackson set the Orioles down 1-2-3 in the bottom half of the sixth inning to preserve that 2-1 lead. Scott McGregor still in there for the Baltimore Orioles, blanks the Pirates in the seventh and eighth innings. Bottom of the 8th, Baltimore does not score. 2-1 going into the top of the ninth inning, Pirates' advantage. They would tack two runs on against Tim Stoddard, Mike Flanagan, Tippy, and Dennis Martinez. Four pitchers used for the Orioles this inning, and it was not a successful one. Omar Moreno drove in Phil Garner on a single off of Mike Flanagan for a 3-1 lead, and Bill Robinson would be hit by a pitch by Dennis Martinez with the bases loaded. Scoring Moreno. Going into the bottom of the ninth inning, it's a 4 to 1 Pittsburgh lead and Kent to pitching for the Pirates. Gary Renicky leads off and strikes out swinging. Doug DeSense follows and strikes out swinging. Pat Kelly pinch hits for Rick Dempsey to try to get something started. He flies out to center field. Pittsburgh comes all the way back from a three games to one deficit to win the final three games of the 1979 World Series and take the 1979 World Series. World Series MVP, Pops, Willie Stargell that will wrap it up for today ladies and gentlemen thank you again for listening another guest host will be with you next time and he's going to tell you about another great fall classic of the past in the meantime please remember to download rate and subscribe to this show using whichever podcasting app that may happen to spring into your head follow us on twitter at alo underscore Mariners and follow me at, D- uh, at uh, DC underscore Lundberg on twitter thank you for listening today ladies and gentlemen looking back at the 1979 fall classic have a great day This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.